Today on Truths That Transform. My friends, the time is coming when Christians are going to have to stand up and stand together. By wokeism, what we mean generically is somebody who believes and is endorsing SOGI laws, sexual orientation, gender identity laws, or whether it's critical race theory and reparations, all that gets under the category of so-called wokeness. Welcome to Truce the Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. America's founders included freedom of speech and freedom of religion in the First Amendment to the Constitution, seeing it as paramount. But in recent years, a new orthodoxy has arisen that seeks to forbid certain kinds of speech, compel others, and punish Christians for exercising their well-established convictions. That orthodoxy has been established by the cultural left, and it particularly applies to issues of sex and gender. On today's program, you'll discover how this new tyranny works and how it's contrary to God's word. We begin with an investigation of the movement that seeks to punish anyone who disagrees that men can become women or that same-sex marriage is legitimate. Their tactics are enough to make 1984 author George Orwell blush. And now the left is working to codify this new LGBTQ plus orthodoxy into law. Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb brings us this report. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. In this age of gender confusion, personal pronouns are expected to be more than just he or she. My pronoun is he, and I present as a he. Some trans people might look like me and present as a she. Recently, I've come across they, and I, I like they. So you can refer to me either as she or they. If you're going to build a house of gender dysphoria and homosexual uh born this way theory, you're going to have to come up with a lot of language that supports that theory and a lot of labels. And that's exactly what they've done throughout the last 25 years, especially. And so uh, they've invented um, uh, the whole gender pronoun excesses where you've got 25 letters that genders that you could possibly be. They think that is normal. This may sound confusing and perhaps harmless. But as a Loudoun County teacher with more than 27 years of experience as a teacher can testify, these custom pronouns are just the tip of the iceberg in the new sexual orthodoxy. We essentially are being told to lie to these parents so that these kids now are are living a double life, right? At home, they're going by whatever their given name and gender is with their parents, and then at school, they're going by the opposite gender and a different name and different pronouns, and that is really tough on kids too. Like the, the, The mental health issues that that creates of living a double life is not good for kids either, not to mention just pushing them down this path of embracing uh, an identity that isn't true, that isn't really theirs. 
There have been cases in the United States where people have been fired from their jobs because they wanted to use biologically correct and accurate pronouns and names. So there was a teacher in Virginia, Peter Vlaming, who was fired from his high school because he called a student by the correct pronouns. Similarly, there was a college professor, Nicholas Merriweather, at Suwannee State, who was fired for the same reason. So we see this imposition of political correctness through the law that is leading to punishment of dissenters, who oftentimes are people with religious beliefs. In the wake of the militant homosexual and transgender movement, there's a great deal of confusion in America today. The LGBTQ plus lobby claims that failure to accept their perceived identity is actually akin to violence, and thus the need for legal punishment. A business could refuse service because of who you love. Housing could be denied because of your gender identity. This is a propaganda piece for the homosexual transgender lobby group, the Human Rights Campaign. They maintain that freedom is denied in about half the country. So they push for the so-called Equality Act. In 29 states, basic freedoms are missing. And so the left is pushing hard for the passage of the Equality Act, which would codify into law the complete homosexual transgender agenda and make it illegal to disagree. But it's not only people who disagree on same-sex marriage, it would also have drastic consequences for women and girls because it would impose transgender policies throughout the nation. And so single-sex spaces like bathrooms and locker rooms would be um, forced to admit men who identify as women. Similarly, in the area of healthcare, medical professionals could be sued for discrimination if they don't perform um, sex reassignment surgeries on people who have gender dysphoria. Parents would have fewer options for their children with gender dysphoria. This overall push is a part of what are called SOGI laws. SOGI stands for Sexual Orientation or Gender Identity. And we're starting to see across the country, in fact we've seen for several re years recently, an attempt to insert these types of non-discrimination protections or other types of new statutory protections into law either at the state level or at the local municipal level. And most recently in the United States Congress, we're seeing efforts like the Equality Act to try to insert these protections federally across the board. By wokeism, what we mean generically is somebody who believes and is endorsing the SOGI laws, sexual orientation, gender identity laws, or whether it's critical race theory and reparations, all that gets under the category of so-called wokeness. The Equality Act is a bill that seeks to add sexual orientation and gender identity to the Civil Rights Act of 1964 but it removes all religious protection that will be provided under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Human beings are two sexes, and you've, you've either got the chromosomes of a male or the chromosomes of a female, um, and to, to deny that is to deny basic reality. And to put people who have what used to be called and should be called gender dysphoria under a protected class and to say that if you discriminate, if you, if you say no, that you, you're not a different sex than you were born, uh, that you are discriminating and we're gonna open up all the restrooms and all the other facilities um, to, to be in a protected status for this, it's insanity. It's legal insanity. 
Critics note that the Equality Act would punish those who disagree with the radical LGBTQ agenda, even on religious grounds. Note the irony. The Constitution explicitly protects religious freedom, but the new sexual orthodoxy trumps that freedom, not to mention free speech as well. They want to control speech. They're acting like fascists on campus and censors. Um, they want um, conformity to their viewpoint, and they want to ostracize people who disagree with their viewpoint to the, to the level of Klansmen. They want to turn us into the ostracized equivalent of Ku Klux Klansmen. Well, there are a few implications for religious liberty stemming from the Equality Act. The first is that the Equality Act would penalize Americans who don't hold uh, you know, social, the same social views as others on issues like sexuality and gender identity. Um, it would remove those protections that would, would normally be provided under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Um, it would compel speech and require Americans to talk about these issues in the exact same manner. Um, and lastly, of course, it seeks to gut RFRA, it essentially tries to repeal the Religious Freedom Restoration Act uh, without actually going through the process of doing so. The irony of this new sexual orthodoxy where anything goes except for criticism of the notion that anything goes is that in the name of compassion, they leave a wake of victims. Well, if you listen to the transgender testimonies on social media who have detransitioned back, whether they're religious or not, hands down they will tell you how miserable, miserable they were, that the surgeries didn't change their mindset, because how can a woman really understand how a man feels, or a man understand what a woman feels? You can't, my transgender friends that have transitioned back will, will tell you they felt like frauds. And then they tell you the horror stories of the testosterone and the hormone shots, the hormone blockers, I mean the estrogen, uh, and even the surgeries that are, are brutal to change your gender, and not to mention the pain that goes with that, the botched surgeries. Uh, they just tell you they felt like a fraud and guinea pigs by the medical community. This is a form of child abuse because obviously there's a mental disturbance here. If you don't identify with how God created your body and you identify with the opposite sex, uh, that's not just a little confusion. That, that's a real disconnect. Uh, there's help for that. Uh, studies have shown that kids who are sexually confused, uh, by the time they're out of high school, 90% recover their birth sexuality, unless they are sidetracked. See, that's the thing. The activists now want to get to the kids early and steer them along that path, regardless of the parents' wishes. One of the worst consequences of the transgender revolution is the assault on truth. Because if you can't say what's right in front of you before your very eyes, uh, and you know to be true, and you have to concoct a lie to please the authorities. We're in a totalitarian situation here. America had, had gotten very complacent about the homosexual agenda, thinking, well, as long as they mind their own business and it doesn't bother me, I'm gonna let it go. Uh, they don't wanna let it go. They wanna impose this on everyone. We, we've seen it at every level, but in terms of transgenderism, they're messing with uh, science, for, uh, first and foremost, saying that uh, biology can now be dismissed out of hand as irrelevant. And it's funny, it's the same people who are always saying, follow the science. Good public policy follows the science, and that's what we'll do. Well, not when it comes to transgenderism. They throw science right out the window. The Equality Act creates a collision course with the First Amendment, because what it is saying is many things that are taught in the Bible 
would no longer be legal in the employment context. And so whether churches and ministries would be forced to comply, many Christian business owners and others would find themselves in a very tough situation. It's expanding an agenda that says if you're going to be a moral employer, you will be in violation of the law. Politicians and activists are filling the airwaves with misinformation about abortion. But our free resource, Quick Pro-Life Answers, gives you clarity on the propaganda, answering questions like, is abortion now illegal? What about cases of rape and incest? Why should nine unelected judges decide what a woman can do with her body? And much more. Download Quick Pro-Life Answers from our website today or we'll send you this valuable resource at no cost or obligation to you. Just call or write asking for Quick Pro-Life Answers to help you respond clearly and biblically. Christian beliefs drawn from the Bible are crystal clear on matters of sexuality, marriage, and gender, and are also very much out of step with this new sexual orthodoxy that the left enforces with great vigor. A few years back, one of President Obama's appointees to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission noted that the emerging LGBTQ orthodoxy had placed itself on a collision course with religious freedom. About that, she said, there can be a conflict between religious liberty and sexual liberty, but in almost all cases, the sexual liberty should win. This is, of course, completely the opposite of our Constitution, which specifically protects religious liberty and makes no mention of so-called sexual liberty whatsoever. The framers of the Constitution recognized that religious freedom was not simply a bonus, it was a bulwark for all other freedoms. Dr. D. James Kennedy explains in his message, The Rise of Tyranny. Today, I would like to focus on one issue, and that is the issue of freedom. Freedom in general for all of our citizens and Christian freedom in particular, which is, I believe, today under serious attack. In fact, under more serious attack by far than ever has been experienced before in the history of this nation. I think we should also remember that never before in history do we have any example of a nation losing its religious liberty without shortly thereafter losing all of its other liberties as well. You know, freedom is a very central theme to the Bible. In fact, it has been said that freedom is the central theme of the Bible. People can hardly imagine liberty being lost in America, but may I tell you what Franklin said again on this subject? He said, after having given to us that declaration and after the Founding Fathers gave us the Constitution, one of the primary purposes of which was to secure the blessings of liberty. He said that we had been given a constitutional republic and that it will no doubt be administered well for a while, but the time will come, he said, when it will no longer be administered well and 
tyranny will prevail in America, said Benjamin Franklin. My friends, the time is coming when Christians are going to have to stand up and stand together. Well, how can such things as this happen? Why? Why can we see, why can we be faced with such a loss, possible loss of freedom in this land, this land of freedom? What has happened to the guarantee of liberty? Well, Francis Schaeffer, in his excellent book, which you all ought to read, entitled Christian Manifesto, points out very clearly that what we are faced with in our nation today is two totally opposing world and life views. We have the historic, traditional, Christian, theistic world and life view. On the other hand, we have the, the materialistic, atheistic world and life view of humanism. And these are totally antithetical at every point. And these two views are struggling for the soul of America. Well, why is it that we are losing so badly? For two reasons. One, humanism is absolutely an aggressive and totalitarian concept. It will brook no rivals in the public sphere, and it is determined to remove every vestige of Christianity from the public life of this nation. And any Christian that sticks his head up where it can be seen outside of the church is going to get it cut off if they have anything to do with it. On the other hand, the founding fathers of this country knew that the word of God had something to say about every phase of life. It was a Christian doctrine of man that separated the powers of government. And all of those checks and balances which are now being destroyed were based upon Christian concepts. Yes, it will be administered well for a while, and then there will come tyranny. We need to spread the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the truth that makes people free. We need to spread the word concerning the relationship of every phase of life to the gospel of Christ and to his word. We're going to update you on things that you can share with people, and I think we need to be ready to stand with our Christian brothers and sisters anywhere where freedom is challenged. Because, my friends, when the freedom of another is challenged and taken away, it is just one more piece of our freedom that is gone. But too often, through that desire, as Schaefer says, for personal peace and affluence, as long as it just happens to somebody else, well, we won't worry till the knock is at our door. That is an attitude that we as Christians cannot possibly tolerate. The loss of freedom by any other Christian is a loss of part of our freedom as well. We need to stand up, find out what's going on, and speak out at the appropriate occasion, whatever we can. Let our voices be heard in the newspapers, in magazines, personally in conversations of what this country was meant to be and what God has to say about the priceless gift of freedom. And may I say again, never in history has religious freedom been lost 
but that all other freedoms were lost shortly thereafter. It begins, of course, in the individual heart. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And you know, there are many Christians which are satisfied just to have gotten it for themselves, and their personal pietism doesn't even extend to sharing the gospel with another. It is total egotistic self-centeredness. My friends, we're now going to find that because we fail to share the gospel with others, that their hearts are committed to an atheistic view which is becoming increasingly militant and hostile to everything that we as Christians believe in and hold dear. And because we have allowed by default this army of people to grow, we are going to begin to feel the increasing oppression that they are bringing to bear. May God grant that by His Spirit we may begin to reverse this trend because it's only where the Spirit of the Lord is that there is liberty. Hi, I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy. As you just heard from my father, the truth of the gospel is the answer for the transformation our culture so desperately needs and that individual people so desperately need. America was built on religious liberty and the freedom to share and practice biblical truths. But the radical gender and sexual ideology of the left wants to see that truth silenced. They've been very successful suppressing Christianity in our schools and in the media. That's why it's so important right at this very moment for Christians to be armed with the truth and to carry that truth in love out to those in our spheres of influence. We have some key resources that will help you to do that in these deeply confusing times. The first is the newly published booklet, Gender Insanity, The Radical Left Reinvents Reality by our own John Rabe. In this short book, you'll discover how we've gotten to the place where there's actually a controversy on what constitutes a man or a woman. You'll see how people are being harmed by it and how we Christians should respond. We'll send you this booklet, Gender Insanity, The Radical Left Reinvents Reality, as our thanks for your generous donation to help this ministry stand for truth and defend your freedom. And if you're able to give a generous gift of $50 or more, we'll send you the booklet plus the new DVD, The Making and Meaning of Marriage, a special message from Dr. Vody Bauckham, preached at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. Dr. Bauckham is one of the most powerful voices for truth in Christianity today. And in this special message, he examines the biblical importance of God's creation order for humanity. And as we have rejected God, it's no wonder that marriage, family, and sexuality have gone off the rails in our culture. The key is to understand God's design and how it has been given not to restrict us, but to bring us happiness and fruitfulness. That's the booklet, Gender Insanity, The Radical Left Reinvents Reality, as thanks for your generous donation. And the booklet, plus the special DVD message from Vody Bauckham, The Making and Meaning of Marriage, as our thanks for your generous gift of $50 or more. 
This ministry depends on the generosity of people like you to help us boldly broadcast the truth of God's commands and the grace of the gospel to a dying world. And there's simply no one else out there on television dealing with the wide range of issues from a biblical perspective as we are. So please, stand with us prayerfully and financially. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. There are many evangelical public leaders who say that Christians should not be engaging in political battles. They say we should be about the gospel and nothing else and should stay out of the so-called culture wars. But it's vital for you to understand that there are at least two major problems with this approach. First, the gospel itself is never divorced in the Bible from repentance from sin. Many of those who claim we should just preach the gospel are strangely silent on the most fashionable sins embraced by our elites and propagated in schools and in media. But that was not the approach of Jesus and his disciples. They pointed out sins, no matter how embedded in the culture those sins were, in order to elicit repentance and faith. And they did so at great cost to themselves. Let's not forget that Jesus was ultimately nailed to a cross by the civil authorities. And it was the early Christians' refusal to affirm that Caesar was Lord that led to their widespread persecution. When we accommodate the culture on its sin, even merely through silent complicity, we're being unbiblical. And we end up losing the gospel itself, turning it into a watered-down self-help instead of a declaration of God's holiness, man's sinfulness, and the love of Christ in reconciling us. And the second failure of evangelical leaders who tell us to stay out of these cultural battles is that they're naive, at best, to think that these battles can be avoided at all. The cultural Marxism that drives everything from the transgender movement to the drumbeat for abortion on demand is about coercion. They will not let you hide. How is a Christian to stay out of the fray when the authorities come into their bakery and order them to bake a wedding cake for a same-sex ceremony on the threat of punishment? What about Christian doctors being punished for refusing to prescribe abortion-causing drugs? Where does a Christian retreat when the HR director at their company brings disciplinary action against them for refusing to refer to a male coworker masquerading as a female as she. No matter how much you may wish to stay out of these battles, you soon won't have that option because these cultural tyrants cannot allow any dissent from their project of completely remaking reality. They will force you to declare where you stand and so we Christians are to let God be true and every man a liar. Jesus told his followers that great trials were coming because evil must always attack goodness and truth. But he encouraged them with ultimate hope, saying, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome 
the world. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. Thank you for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. We've taken God out of the equation. When God goes out of the equation, morality goes out of the equation. The law goes out of the equation. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.